Hey everybody, this is Andrew. And this is Chris, and welcome to another mini-sode, if yes. you will, of Halfcast. Um, we're going to talk about, you know, kind of have a mini-music episode. Um, a bit. Yeah. Just because Andrew and I have very, very similar opinions when it comes to a lot of modern artists. I mean, I think the four of us all do, but... yeah. Andrew uh, and I get in discussions about it more frequently. <laughs> yeah, more frequently than than the four of us do. Actually, it was brought up um, by Chris. It's the whole thing started with uh, how his parents were watching The Voice, that television yes. show, game uh, show, game whatever. The it's fuck a it is. it's a game show. Yeah, um, where as far as I know, because I've never seen the show, pretty much there's four judges. One of them CeeLo Green. One of them is Christina Aguilera. They sit backwards. Adam Levine and Blake Shelton. Okay. That's they sit backwards. They listen to someone sing, uh, I guess, someone else's work, like sing, sing a cover. Yes. And then they judge based on just the voice of the person, which in conceptual... Yeah. Meaning, as great. an idea, it's a good idea. Yeah. As opposed to American Idol. Yeah. Or any of those other karaoke contests. Yeah. Cause then I mean, there's a live band. I will say, I don't know if American Idol uses a live band or not. I don't think they, they do. Uh, when it gets, when it gets to the end. Yeah. Like in this, they actually used a backing band. Okay. Uh, so yeah. I will say that. But yeah, they're all cover tunes. Okay, yeah. But no, American Idol, when it gets to the end, they start breaking out like the full-on bands. And that's like, yeah. Zach Wilde was actually on. Oh, really? Yeah. Don't For what? Started. Playing along with whom? Some kid who plays bass. Yeah, but who did? Who was doing what song? Like, what song is Zach playing? I don't remember. <laughs> is it BLS? <laughs> That'd no, be amazing it, it, if that it, gets it, on I American wish Idol. it was BLS. <laughs> then maybe I'll start tuning in. <laughs> Zach Wilde was on American Idol? Yes, he was. Money. But, but anyway, the the voice, yeah. though, specifically, just to give detail, I'm sure at this point, I'm sure people are familiar with it, but because you're unfamiliar with it, basically their backs are turned to the performer, and if they press the button, which looks like you know a buzzer on every game show, on their chair, it's because they want that person to be on their team. So the chair will spin around, and they'll see this person, and the person will know, oh, CeeLo picked me, or whatever it is. Okay. Because they don't know. They walk out, and the chair's already turned around. Okay. So if multiples you know, want this person on their team, then it's up to the performer to pick whose team they're going to be on, who's going to be, quote, mentoring them. Uh-huh. And then I think they each get two. I'm not exactly sure because I, I just kind of watched it briefly just to see. What's I knew what about? it was about, but I, like with everything else, if I'm going to criticize something, I'd like to be informed about it. <laughs> right. So I don't know where it goes from here. So this is where I will admit my ignorance to it. But I think it's that they could pick two. And then all eight performers need to perform, and then the mentor needs to eliminate one of them and keep one of them. Okay. So then there are four finalists. Okay. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where it's going, and I, I don't know how it's going to turn out. But what I found funny was listening to the people who were performing. It made me laugh how they're almost trying to overdo these cover songs. Half the time, I think the performers kind of will just be performing and that's it. Like, you don't necessarily buy their delivery of the song the way they're emoting, let's yeah. say. You know, where yeah. it's literally just a performance. Yeah. I could get up and go through the motions it's and a sing a song it's, and have it be on key. It, it, it's it's, just, it's on TV karaoke. You know? Exactly. And I've seen be- better karaoke singers just Yeah, in bars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People have had a couple of drinks in And them. they're fucking performing Queen. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, full on. Yeah, <laughs> as hard as they can. <laughs> Not making the notes, but they're damn well trying. They're trying, yeah. And they're they're into it. You can yeah. tell they love the song. Right. Whereas I see a lot of these people, and they're more interested in... I get that the point of the voice is to... They're expressing their voice more than anything else, and that's who they yeah, want to impress. It's not about looks. No, not at all. And that's that's kind of the idea, which I get... Like you said, the, the intention is good behind it. Yes. Oh, yeah. But overall... 
and, and, I don't know. And, go, and going into show. going into the that whole like how the voice, not the show, but the actual voice of a singer, is more uh, important. We were talking about like uh, Christina Aguilera herself, Jessica Simpson, and you actually brought up Lady Gaga. Yes. Well, I think Lady Gaga has a very good voice. I think she's her, her singing voice is very strong and very expressive, but her music's horrible. See, I've never, I've never, I've only heard her CDs. I have never heard her live someone posted up i saw it was floating around facebook because i saw a few people posting it as their status as as in defense of lady gaga <laughs> i know but it was a, a video of her performing at nyu which was just her and a piano and mm-hmm. like see she could sing see she's talented and looking at that i thought that's fine but is she ever gonna do a song with just her sitting at a piano or is it gonna have the behind it all the time and it does. That's the yeah, problem I have with is... it. And same thing with the reference another singer I thought was very talented, and as a piano player, Alicia Keys. Oh yes, her songs in I'm going to say in her first two albums started out great, but then the beat t- would always kick in, and some jackass in the back going, "Uh, yeah, yeah." yeah. The uh, R and B came in. Uh huh. Yeah, and some rapper would have some breakdown in the middle, and it's like motherfucker. Falling it's- was amazing. Yeah, like her her performance is great. She's got an awesome voice. And I've, when I found out she was doing MTV Unplugged, I was like, yes, this is what I want to hear. Right. I want to hear her sitting at a piano. Belting Backed out. up, yeah, by a, a yeah. string section. Yes. That will sound awesome. But no, they still had, you know, just... DJ mindless. Yeah, bullshit beats behind her. <laughs> and that's what I'm into. Not just as a musician, just as a music fan. Yes. Like, I like singers. I do think Christina Aguilera has had a great voice. I mean, even early on, like she stuck out. Same thing with Jessica Simpson. They can sing very, very well, and I will give credit to Lady Gaga, like I said, but I just feel like the songs are just They're em- not, empty. Yes, and yeah. it's probably because half the time they don't write them. That no, has to be a big part yeah, of it. It's a ghostwriter. But, or just professional songwriters. Yes, right. Which is fine, but... And then of you know, course it has to, more to do with to, the actual quality like, of their like, voice. And the whole th- another thing, if you want to go to like the Gaga route, the whole, her whole... Attitude, demeanor, way she presentation. dresses. Yeah, the, Her presentation. Yeah, it's like, dude, stop! Like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit in an egg for seven days before the, the Grammys or whatever the <laughs> fuck it was, you know, to show that I was reborn. And I thought of Diana Ross the entire time. I'm like, no, bitch, you thought about the oxygen you needed <laughs> to fucking breathe in that. I can't thing. wait till this is over. <laughs> I'm so happy. I hope there's a lot of press outside this egg. <laughs> God damn it. My mother mentioned that, you know, well, back in the day, Cher used to wear weird outfits and things like that. Which is true. And I thought, yeah, and but the music Elton wasn't... did it, too. But the music wasn't as cookie cutter yes. as it is now. Yes. It's not... Lady Gaga's music is dopey club music, like everything else in the top 40. Yep. Except for whatever modern cow pop is out there. And yep. on occasion, a, rock a decent so- band, yeah, yeah, which will come out and have an album crack the top yeah, aside 10. Aside from Nickelback. Yeah. <laughs> Iron Maiden's last album was in there. Dream Theater's last album was in there. Yeah. There are bands who who make it, but they're also, it would make it in the top 10 anyway for the album charts, but they've also been around a while. Exactly. They've established themselves. Yeah, you don't really see new bands getting in there the way you see new rappers and new yeah. club, club singers. Yeah, yeah. People like that. But yeah. anyway, anyway my, my whole thought was, you know, she's obviously smart. Because my mother was saying, you know, well, supposedly she's not, you know, she's really intelligent and all that. And she's, I said, I agree, because you don't go as far as she's gone without having a brain in your head. She obviously knows that's what people want, yeah, and she continues to deliver it. She's got a team behind her that tells her, like, no, you have to do this because of that. And the other I think thing. it's both, uh, honestly. Yeah, she got great PR. Because if you're going to be successful, you need 
yeah. business side of it. Actually, I work with um, another guy in a band. He's a guitar player in in a band, a f- pretty much Philly-based band. Okay. And we had this discussion the other day just about music overall. And he and I talk kind of to... You know, ask what he, you know what the other one's up to okay, and what their yeah. band's up to yeah. and all that because he just did a live recording at a show because the place is their own mixing console and he yes yeah he yeah, sent yeah, me I a see. track and it sounded really really good and mm-hmm. I thought wow the venue recorded Actually, this one, it sounds yeah, really the, good there's a bar around here the Wonder Bar amazing sound really yeah oh great great okay. sound yeah huh. I recommend it anyway mental note yes <laughs> <laughs> so he and I talk and. I'd asked him why he thinks. I'd actually like to have him on the show one day. We probably will. We'll probably have him in a music cast. He said he'll, he'll take the drive here. Oh, even really? though, he, even oh, though he lives in Pennsylvania, he'll take the drive okay. here. Okay. That's a dedicated fan. And, have another, and have another musician. His name's yeah. Craig. Okay, Craig. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to have another musician on the show would be fun, too, because he's also an active musician. He, yes. Yeah. We'll bring in another perspective. Yes. So. But we were talking about, I had, I'd pose a question to him, you know, why is it no bands want to be big anymore? Bands. We mean bands. bands. Four, Why four or it? five guys, girls, whomever, getting together on stage playing fucking instruments, not DJ so-and-so with a fucking turntable and, you know, the pretty face out front with a microphone. Right. Because it used to be bands wanted to be number one. I think the last band that wanted to be number one and had the intention of <laughs> trying to be number one and, and aspire to it was probably Oasis, at least who did it on a a grand scale and long term because there are bands who have come and gone. I mean, Nickelback has gotten number one, but I think that was kind of by accident, you know, when How You Remind Me took off. And then after yeah, that, I yeah. think it became more of a, a conscious effort. It's, 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 but it wasn't yeah. like why they got into it to, to be at the top of the charts like Oasis, which yeah, granted, I'm t- partial to them. You take that like with, even with like Seether and Crossfade and all them. It's like they just got into it. Because they wanted to play music, and they're like, "Oh, we just like the rock music. We didn't want to be successful." It's like, yeah, or shine down, or, or, or shine bands down. like that, yeah. where they've progressed to the point where now that they see that's available to them, it's acts. more of a con- it's more of a concerted effort. Yeah, to get to number one, it's not like no, or to we're sell making, albums or have a, yeah, a more like commercial that, album. Yeah, now no, it's not like where bands like what you said with Oasis, where it's like they came out and it's like, no, we're gonna be number one. Fuck y'all. And they did. Yeah. Repeatedly. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Biggest band. Three straight in, albums. You know, Europe or in uh, UK. Yeah. And the biggest the Beatles. Band, yeah. And biggest band in the world in 96, 97, 98. Yes. Morning Glory. Uh, after Morning Glory and then the next album, Be Here Now. Okay. Like actually build themselves and they did the Be Here Now tour as the biggest band in the world. Oh, well. Which they probably were at the time. And th- those have always been my favorites. I know you and I have talked about this many times. One of the reasons Andrew and I want to do kind of a music centric show. Oh, well, I'll come back to that. Andrew and I talk about um, bands who are big. Let me finish up the point about the discussion I was having with Craig, and I asked him, why is it bands don't want to be number one anymore? And I'm kind of paraphrasing what he said, but his perspective was a lot of bands, he feels, want more of a dedicated following and want to do it on a smaller scale and have a specific audience as opposed to having a more, let's say, casual audience who's following them because it has less to do with the songs being about being a fan of the music and more to do with, let's say, a a cultural thing or a fashionable so it's thing. Almost, so it's almost like how Metallica, Anthrax, Slayer started out, where you get that core group of fans that are bootlegging your, at least back then, well, demo, demos and stuff, and passing it out to their friends saying, you got to listen to this band. All these songs connect with me, and they will connect with you, as opposed to uh, Soldier Boy, for instance, who put his song up on YouTube knew that it was just pretty much just your basic rap song. Right. And it was going to grab everybody. And it did. And it did. I mean, good for him. For a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, for a long time. 
Which is cool. I don't yeah. have I don't have a problem with that. I mean, all my favorite bands were massive bands. Were basically arena bands. Def Leppard, Iron Maiden, Oasis, Bruce Springsteen, Cheap Trick. Ramones not so much in America, but the rest of the world. Yeah. And no, no, in America they were club band. That was a club in America band. they were still playing the Stone Pony in like the nineties, which yeah. is horrific. Yeah. I mean, no, nothing against the Stone Pony. Don't take that out of out of context. I mean, for a band who'd been around for, that long, for them, for, for the yeah, for being around over Stone twenty Pony. years to still be playing a small club like that when they're playing, you know, arenas in Brazil, yeah. like soccer stadiums. Yeah. Come on, yeah, come on, way disproportionate, but whatever. But the, my favorite bands have always been big bands. So as a musician, something I've always aspired to do was I'd rather be big. Not to say you're going to come right out and immediately, you no, know, you try and be it. yeah top of the world, you know. But but to aspire to that more than anything else. I mean, even a band like Rush, who was an obscure band, I mean, they've been playing, you know, yeah. arenas like Madison Square Garden and all that for years. Yeah. I'd say close to 20 years now and been playing in big places. They didn't start out that way. No. But they grew to that point and they weren't so up I mean, their they, own they, asses. They and started so, on the one ticket with Kiss and then all of a sudden they got booted down to fucking playing with Ted Nugent. Yeah. Nothing against Ted Nugent, but, but like what during a weird that pairing. time. Yeah. What a strange billing. Even with Kiss and Rush, I mean that makes a little more sense. But but I mean, so many bands have opened for Kiss over the years. Oh yeah, ACDC, Iron Maiden, uh, Bon Jovi, Bon Jovi, like, uh, Rush, Kiss. obviously, yeah, uh, Motley Crue. I mean, those bands make sense. Motley Crue makes in the a early bit days more sense because they're party bands, and that's what Kiss is. Overall, yeah, Kiss is a party band. Kiss. Iron Maiden that was early on with um, Paul Diano. I think the first album. How did Iron they Maiden toured. start for Kiss? Uh, especially at that time. Yeah. I mean, 1978, I want to say. Whew. I don't remember. But that's uh, when Kiss was doing, like, Dynasty and Music from the Elder, I think. I don't know. I'm not a, a, that big a Kiss fan. Please don't attack me. Kiss, Kiss Nation. <laughs> the army's coming and Kiss Army. Oh. Yeah, for, please don't come after me because I'm a little bit wrong. But, you know, <laughs> if, you know, considering the music Kiss made during that area, it's kind of it's kind of surprising that Iron Maiden was the opening act. But, hey, good for them. It, it certainly didn't hurt. But no, anyway, no, no. and Iron Maiden as well. Did I mention Iron Maiden in, in my favorite bands? I don't think I did. No, but not, yeah, like not, like bands who, who were big, yeah, <laughs> and and grew to be, become big bands. I feel like there's a real among musicians now. I'm talking about let's say my peer group, people who are not making 30, a living doing it. Yeah, yes, eighteen to thirty four kind of group. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. People who aren't making a living doing it but are doing it. No, I look it's, at it it's as, almost like it's almost like, um, and I can say that from just the the job I have now with the guys I talk to. It's like there's one guy who's an active musician who you know, oh, he's got a show coming up Friday and he's got a show doing this, and they want to get bigger, but at the current time, they you know they're only still underground, I guess you'd say. Where it's like you get those those guys, but you also have these you know, these musicians who just practice on whatever instrument they may play, and they get these jam bands together from their like high school days, but they don't go out; they just you know, get together and play an instrument. Or they'll like, play some somewhere small. Yeah. Do a small or, or, yeah, like, you know, the backyard and have a barbecue. Or they're opposite. You'll get random guys together and they'll play <laughs> covers at Martell's and yeah. stuff in the summer. <laughs> That's a bar on the beach in Point Pleasant. So. Um, yeah, yeah, random cover bands. There's a whole rash of those in, in New Jersey over the summer. Oh, yeah, Bon Jovi. But I Notorious. Feel, mm-hmm. But I feel like there's a real snobbery among musicians where it's like nobody, like everybody wants to be independent. Nobody wants to be on a major label. And bands almost like want that core audience. Not that I'm saying it's a bad thing. It's a way of saying, well, we want a dedicated audience. We want a really loyal audience. That's fine. But my perspective is when it comes to the music I make and the music we make, 
I look at it as all are welcome. I don't care what else you listen to. You don't need to listen to just no. us, and you don't need to be hardcore. If you're into it, great. Come to the show. But then we are the we're like that too in our own musical lives, where it's like you know I listen to, I, I listen to Daft Punk. You know, but you yeah. you do too. It's like and, I'm yeah, not we're, a... we were just in my car. We just left. We went from Daft Punk to Don Henley. Yeah, and this was Andrew's you know, selection. Yeah, for as much as you know, all the the metal, metal I talk the, about, the Slayer and the Protest, the Hero we were listening to earlier today, and all that. Yeah, I'll I mean, jump just, like that. Yeah, we're we're music fans, so I don't look at it as I need to have a dedicated audience, no, or the, we the, should have an audience that listens to primarily us. us. I mean, that, that's almost saying you don't want a big audience. No. I mean, there are bands like that. That have always been around. I mean, a band like the Stone Roses, who were in Britain in the 80s, who kind of had the attitude of, like, we're too cool. Like, you know, don't come see us. No, don't write an article about us. And they played for, like, three years before they put an album out. What? Where it's almost... And I look at that as being... No disrespect yeah, to the Stone Roses. It's more the attitude that I'm looking at and kind of dissecting here. But it's almost like saying, we're too cool for that. We don't want yeah. an audience. But yet they got bigger That's snob. I mean, anyway. unless they were doing it just for the, the psychological, you know, the, uh, the, the reverse psychology. For the psychology. satisfaction of it. Yeah. Or, or, or to do it, yeah, that's true to the say, no, we don't want that, and that drew people you know. in. Maybe. But, but, but no. why? Why, if I'm gonna, why don't if you I'm, want if as if many people to hear If I'm going to get into a band and I get serious with a band where it's like, we're playing so many shows that I have to quit my job. You know, because we're doing so much, and it becomes a job. Yeah, that the band Which, becomes bring a it job. on. By the yeah, way, you know, the band becomes the job. No, I want to go to Japan and Germany. And, yeah, you and know, Brazil, like, fucking yeah. rock and Rio. Oh God. <laughs> um, but that's what I mean. Like, I don't get why people don't aspire to that anymore. It just seems weird to me. Anybody I talk to, like I said, my age, my my musical peer group, let's say, they all want to be independent. You know, there are a few musicians. Who I've I've been in circles with, social circles with, where they just want to play around Asbury Park, and they're like, you know, recognizable names among the clubs and and the, no. the music scene in Asbury I mean, Park. Nice. But that's that's good. But why don't you want to go play in Nashville or Austin, yeah, or Los Angeles or another yeah. musical hub? Like to confine yourself really seems like, like even you're limiting yourself. Take, I take, also get it as a confidence thing. Take for example, um, the, my, our friend Ben Stolen Roads, you know, yes. Dan Haas and them. Yeah, they're big in the tri-state area. They've gone down, I believe they've gone as far as Delaware, Maryland, that area. Mm -hmm. I know they're playing... They play New York, they play Pennsylvania. Exactly. They do travel in the area. Yeah. They record their album in California. Which is fine. You know, but no, nothing against it, but like, they actually traveled to go and record it. They didn't sit in mom's basement. But that's cool because at least they're aspiring to do bigger shows. They're not saying like, no, we just want to play in bars. I really feel like there's that attitude among a lot of musicians... I'd Where, love to have Dan on the show and comment on that sub this subject. We will. We we'll have more music centric. We we have some ideas uh, in the oven, as it were, <laughs> with yeah. regard to incorporating music in the show. Because not just because Andrew and I are musicians, but as it's you, a big part you of no doubt the three. Know, yeah, the four of us are way into music. We're big music fans. We yeah. love going to concerts. We two own of us lots are of two of us are instrument in, players. Yeah, yeah, you know. we are musicians. So it's it's going to be a frequent topic among the full shows, and I'm sure Andrew and I will do several more shows specifically about music. Where oh, yeah. if you're into it, great. You know, we just like to say kind of what's on our mind. Yep. Kind of so. between us because we're not not in a in a better or worse way, just coming from a different place, maybe than just, just Jack and Ryan are as far as the way we're looking at music. More serious, and not to sound like that, but we're the more serious of the, of the four. More dedicated, maybe, yeah. in that we actually took up instruments because we liked it so much. There you go. Yeah. So that's it. Nothing against the other two, of no, course. Not it's at just all. 
Andrew and I view music differently, I, I think, than Jack and Ryan do being musicians. So yeah. there'll be this will be a frequent occurrence. But yeah. um, I don't know. I really think there's a, a snobbery, like I said, among people our age, where everybody wants to be independent and nobody wants to be in a major label and all that. And, I mean, I think a lot of what puts people off is the pop music that's out there. That it's, you know... If anything, I, I have to take your stance on it. It's like, we need a rock band to save us. Yeah, there needs to be a rock band who comes out and... Blows, blows the doors off yeah, everything, you yeah. know. Thankfully, Kick. Bruce Springsteen killed disco back in the seventies yeah. when he had a meteoric rise to, yeah. to success. Even a band like you know, as silly as you could say that the hair bands were and all that, and the way things got in the late eighties and early nineties, you know, yeah. a band like Nirvana comes out of left field and, and then changes every, that, changes the game. Yeah, and there hasn't been a band like that, no. or even like when uh, when rock got. Arena rock, let's call it, got maybe pompous and a little too full of itself with bands like ELO. I mean, not ELO, I'm sorry, uh, ELP. Oh, Mission Lincoln Palmer, and, yeah. Yeah, and, and bands like that, like super progressive bands, when Yes was starting to get a little silly and a little too spacey, and yeah. for my taste as well. And, you know, punk comes along. And blows and, them out. you know, gives that a kick, and gives music a kick in the ass. And even yeah. a band like, like Kiss, Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley have acknowledged it many times as far as how punk kind of woke them up to saying, wow, what are we doing? And they, right? got, they got a little more straightforward having done... Disco. Yeah, disco, basically. Yeah, and music from album. The Elder. You know, Kiss did a concept album. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of made them take a step back and say, wow. What do we do? How do we get away from this? That, right. you know, we used to watch the, the New York Dolls, too, and now all of a sudden we're doing something completely different. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, and it's something that really nobody takes me by surprise anymore. Musically, there's no. no band that comes out like Motley Crue who's like way over the top or like the Sex Pistols or like Aerosmith or Van Halen where you know, like, they're bringing something new to the table. I don't think everything's been done. I mean, to a degree because music, unfortunately, gets formulaic. Of course. But nobody comes out who's surprising and nobody comes out and does anything new. Even the bands that get in the charts. You know, I coined the term uh, among our friends, Nickel Rock. Because there's oh so many God, bands yes. that came out that sound after like Nickelback. Nickelback. Yeah, after all the right reasons, specifically bands like Hinder Cedar. and Saving Abel and all those bands who had like like the power ballad came back. Yes, yeah, oh, exactly. You know, Lips of an Angel and what was it? Um, I think that band has a song called like 15 Days or something like that. 18 Days. Uh, 18 Days. 18 Days, yes. Yeah, and you know, you hear all these bands and they they're interchangeable to me. And, and, they sound yeah. so much like, yeah. or they sound like I don't Nickelback. Know, they, yeah, they sound like Nickelback, where that became the new rock, and then yeah. uh, I just, I just lost interest. I, I realize it happens in every scene; it always has with music. But even Nickelback, like, wasn't so much of a surprise. It was interesting to see a band that was selling albums. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, in and becoming so popular. But yeah, I mean, that was a year prior to all the right reasons coming out. That came out in fall of '05, and. A year before that was when Green Day's American Idiot came out. So there were two bands who came out who sold yeah, but Green Day an was album in excess of five million albums. But well, Green, yeah, but Green, Green Day, Day hadn't had a hit yeah. like American Idiot since like no. the mid-90s. Since Dookie. Probably. Yeah, or, I think so. I don't think, I don't Nimrod. Think, I don't think Nimrod and, and Warning sold as much. Maybe Nimrod because had a time of your life on it. Yeah. But, you know, there were bands who came out where it was like, wow. But there were bands who'd been around. Like Nickelback at Silver Setup was 2002, I think. Yes. And... They kind of been out for a while, so when you know they had the long road after that, and then all the right reasons came out. So they kind of been around for a while, but there are no new bands coming out. Yeah, but Silver Side Up had a, had a few hits on it too, and I think that's what really got them because they had an album before Silver Side Up, which they really had two of them. They had Curb and they had The State. Okay, so yeah, The which State really was the first time I heard them, and then Curb was like an independently released which, album. Which I think just really, in Canada, yeah, which really that Road didn't Runner get that reissued. much. 
didn't get that much radio play around here. But then Silverside, uh, Silverside Up came out, and it had what was a song? How you remind me? How you remind me? And too bad. Yeah, and, and those were. I think that's what broke them through because they those started getting played on like pop radio, yeah. like top forty radio, yeah, which was cool. But at the same time, like when All the Right Reasons comes out and has, I think, six singles, something like that. Like that was in the oh, charts yeah. for like yeah. two years because they kept putting out a single like every three months, which is cool, which is great. I mean, mm-hmm. keep momentum on it if but it's working. And the singles were, were getting played the machine, all the way up until Dark Horse came out. Yeah, and then Dork, 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 Dork Horse. Dork Horse should be the name <laughs> of it, actually, because it was horrible. But. Yeah. My opinion. It didn't have the lifespan, obviously, of all the right reasons, to be fair. No. It didn't. It, the singles didn't have the, the staying power of... No. Something in your mouth? Oh, come on. Yeah. Really? Lame. Really? Lame. Especially when you don't buy it based on... It's not like they have that image. If they had an image no. like, like Motley Crue had... Yeah. Or a band like that, it'd be different. No. Chad Kroger Nickelback does not has, have that image. Yeah. They have kind of a clean image, so mm-hmm. you can't really sell a song like that. Yeah. We just wanted to sit and have a little discussion about our, our thoughts on... Music and, music and what's going on right now. Yeah. Just because we have our opinions on it, just like we have opinions on everything else. And stay tuned, as always, because you know there will be another music cast somewhere along the lines where we get different <laughs> people because we just don't shut up about this shit. It's true. So We had the plan when we started. We talked about it earlier that we were going to – the podcast was originally going to be a music-oriented show. Oh, yeah. And then we thought music casts were going to be like a monthly thing. And there will be more. There has to be because, and, and they're not all going to be us bitching about modern music. No, <laughs> so don't think it's going to be the four. We of just got to find there. certain subjects that we can all go. Okay, we can make a show out of this. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to just phone it in and you know sit and talk about music like you know. Hey, when was the first time you heard Iron Maiden? Right. <laughs> you know, we don't want to do that. But thank you very much for listening to our thoughts on this. And if you have some feedback or a reply, or you we agree or comment, disagree, we have the, we have the comment. F- comments obviously under every blog and every entry we have the yeah know, the facebook fan page facebook you can comment page, put on, on anything wall. you can email us directly through talk, the website yeah please tell Twitter, if you have something to say you if you agree if you have a perspective on why specifically let's all right aside from the shows and all that specifically you know if you think you have an answer or what your perspective is on why right a lot of modern bands yeah, don't want to be big or, or want to be independent or maybe want a more exclusive audience let's say so yeah man because i'm just wondering why i'm not Degrading <laughs> not, them in a yeah, day. I'm not saying like the, then they're not worth it if they don't want no. everybody to be into them. But at no. the same time, like if you hey you nameless fan, something. write something on our wall. <laughs> it's essentially what if we're you telling can hear you. our voices. Yeah, write something on the Facebook. We like wall. feedback. Email us. We will not something. be those jerks who just start a flame war. We actually want to have an intelligent conversation as yeah. much as we berate ourselves. Uh, yeah, we we berate each other and we'll pick on pop culture and things like that. But we just want to have a discussion. Yeah, we're throwing these things open for discussion. This is all for fun, folks. Free right. entertainment. Exactly. Come on. Join in if you want, please. Yeah. Doesn't cost you anything. Yep. And never will. Our content no, will won't. always be free. So yeah. please participate. We're asking for your participation. So until next time, this has been Chris. And this, once again, was Andrew. Thank you for listening to another edition of Half Cast. <laughs>